0: You're listening to sermons from Christ the Savior Orthodox Church. We're a small but growing mission of the Orthodox Church in America, currently meeting in Brewer, Maine. We'd love to have you join us for service, but until then, here's Father Scott with this week's sermon. Stand upright. Let us hear the holy gospel. Peace be unto all, and to your spirit A reading from the Holy Gospel according to the Evangelist, St. Matthew. Glory, Glory to thee, o Lord. Glory <coughs> to me. Let us attend. At that time when Jesus departed thence, Two blind men followed him, crying, saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus saith unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith be it unto you. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus straightly charged them, saying, see that no man know it. But they, when they were departed, spread abroad his fame in all that country. And as they went out, behold, they brought it to him a dumb man possessed with the devil. And when the devil was cast out, the dumb spake, and the multitudes marveled, saying, it was never so seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, he casteth out devils through the prince of the devils. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. It's written in the book of Hebrews by the Apostle Paul that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And also that without faith, it's impossible to please God. It's truly only by faith, the faith, as we've talked about, that's real and that's personal, a heartfelt, a heart-held belief that we're able to really truly be healed by God's grace and receive God's grace and be healed spiritually. Without faith, no one is going to enter the kingdom of heaven. And truly, that right belief, that faith in God and the Holy Trinity saves us as it opens for us God's mercy and His grace. And at the same time, it really changes us, as we've told you many times recently, it seems. Right faith changes you. It makes you a different person. It changes your life. And at the same time, it gives you personal evidence that God is real and that everything he promised is true. Your first steps of faith are small, but then God gives you more and more evidence. At the same time, the invisible things of God begin to take on a real substance in your life, in your soul. All this is by faith. Well, today our gospel goes and shows us and reveals to us something about the operation of faith, also the need for faith, and yet also it teaches us that without faith the world is dark place in the souls of men. Jesus was walking, and two blind men followed him, crying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on us. Really, it's a compilation, it's a short synopsis, if you will, of the famous prayer of the heart, the Jesus prayer. Have mercy on us. That was the call. Have mercy, God. Have mercy on us, you great one. You who can heal. We need your mercy. We desperately need your mercy. When he was coming to the house, the blind man came in, and Jesus said unto him, He says, Do you believe that I'm able to do this? Do you believe that I'm able? And they said, Yea, Lord, we believe. And then he touched them and said this. He said, According to your faith, be it unto you. There was one who prayed one time, Lord, increase my faith. I believe. Help thou my unbelief. According to your faith, it'll be unto you. He says the same thing to us today. According to your faith, it's going to be done. According to your faith, to you. And so God calls us to understand that faith is important. And the measure of our faith can change the outcome of our life. I think that faith has two manifestations. It seems we've talked a lot about faith, but maybe this is a recap But there's two ways that faith affects your life. First, it changes your outward actions. You begin to fear God. You believe God's the judge, and that he's a rewarder at the same time of them that diligently seek him. And so your actions begin to be different. When God is the subject of your thoughts, and when God in your mind is real and he appears as real, then you begin to act differently. But the second thing is that our inward thoughts begin to change, not just our outward actions. In fact, we begin in our thoughts to direct our thoughts towards God and about God and, in a sense, with God. And we begin to spiritually live and physically live in God, and we pray. We begin to pray to God. We look to Him. We look to Him as our helper. He's the one that's going to give us peace. He's the one that will give us relief. He's the one that gives us support. For both our souls and our bodies and all the needs of both. And we begin to pray. We begin to seek God out. I think this is where the blind men's faith began to manifest itself. In their inner being. They sought relief from the condition of blindness. Blindness is serious. When I woke up from my heart attack, I had these two blue spots in my right eye. And I wondered what they were. I thought maybe I'd looked into the light too long when I was under surgery. When they put me out, the last thing I remember was a bright light over me. When I woke up, I had these blue dots. You know, sometimes when you look at light, you get those dots. Well, the dots didn't go away. As it turned out, the dots were blind spots caused by a stroke. A piece of blood, a blood clot, got into my eye and blinded me in those little spots. Well, there was a miracle there because the two spots were on the either side of the macula, which is the place where all the nerve endings for the eye come together. Had they moved even just a fraction of a a tiny, tiny little bit, I would have been blind in that eye. I've reflected since then on what blindness is like. Even to be partially blind is bad. But to imagine being blind, and so in this great condition, this great need, what did they seek out? I think for a long time in their life, these blind men had been thinking, I need a physician, or I need some sort of miracle, perhaps they didn't really think that they needed God. This day they thought, I need something greater. And they'd heard about Jesus' miracles and they came to him. Just like we need to come to him when we have a need for relief. They came there. They had this manifestation of faith in their thoughts first thinking, what will cure me? What will heal me? And the answer was something different than I've been doing. Not myself, not the doctors, but this man. We've heard about who's of God, that heals. And so it is, we come to the Lord with our needs. We begin to think of him in our thoughts, in our souls, in our prayers. We begin to think about God. Blindness is a terrible condition. But my brothers and sisters, there's many conditions that call us forward to God in faith. When we have a need, what do we think of? Do we think of our money? Do we think of our physician? Or do we think of God? I know myself, I'm weak. My faith is weak. When I have a need so often, I don't think of God. It's the last one I think about. I'm kind of like the blind man five years earlier. Try this solve, try that solve, try this pill, try that pill, that doctor, this doctor, whatever. This can you not know, stand in their head for three days or whatever. But we don't think of God. Well, this is what we need to do. And so true faith and greatness of faith and the degree of faith that we have and the amount of faith that we have begins to be reflected on how we are in our inner man, not just whether we fear God outwardly. That's a good thing, certainly. That's the beginning of wisdom, right? But the end of true faith is communion with God and seeking Him as our relief, seeing Him as our peace, seeing Him as our place of refuge, seeing Him as our destiny. And so these two outward other words, manifestations of faith affect us and kind of add up to our faith in total. Well, according to their faith, it was done unto them. I guess Jesus was kind of showing us that they had pretty great faith. We don't know all the particulars about what led them to that day, that place, that time when they called upon Jesus. And they were crying out, have mercy on us. Just as they would to a king who was about ready to execute them. Have mercy on us. There was importunity. There was great desire. There was great need. Have mercy on us. Well, they came there and Jesus shows us that their faith must have been great. Because he took two blind men. And it says their eyes were opened. When Jesus opens our eyes, things become different. You see things quite differently. I think we should probably talk more about Christian worldview. Right? Today, the world's view of things is quite different than God's view of things. And when Jesus opens our eyes, spiritually as well as physically, we see things different. You can even look with your eye and see the same thing that you saw 10 years before you knew Christ and see it differently now. But that scene is also spiritual somehow. When Jesus opens our eyes, things should be different. If we look at things the same way, we've got a problem. Maybe our eyes are only partially open. Maybe we're still halfway blind. Maybe we've got a few spots in our eyes still. But God says, eyes open, you see things the way they really are. Imagine the joy when those eyes were opened. Their eyes were opened. Our eyes are opened by the Lord. And Jesus then charged them. And you often wonder why Jesus says all the things he says. Some of the things just seem out of place. He charges them after he does this great healing. He charges them and says, see that no man know about it. Well, I think everybody was going to know about it because they weren't bumping into things anymore. They weren't walking around with their stick or whatever they did before. But he says, don't let anybody know about it. Jesus says, don't let anybody know about it. And I think why he says that is because in saying so, he was asking him to do something that was supernatural. When somebody would heal a blind person to tell that blind person, don't, don't go anywhere. keep a secret. Don't tell anybody about this. This great miracle. This great change in your life, this great deliverance, the chains are off. The light is there, the darkness is gone. Don't tell anybody about it, that's unnatural. It would have been supernatural power for them to shut their lips and go out and not say anything about it. I think by the actions that follow and his lack of reproof for them, he shows us that they did, it was okay. But he's showing us that what we should do when we are healed and when your eyes are open, To be silent about it would be unnatural. It's unnatural for a Christian, someone who knows the great God of heaven, who's been delivered, whose eyes have been opened, who's been healed, who's been spiritually delivered, to be quiet about that all the time. To be straightly charged, to be silent. In word and in deed, that would be against the natural order of things, wouldn't it? Because the supernatural God is Jesus. We should be able to speak about it. We should do so with a joy that overflows and that just comes out in such a way that it can't be contained. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. That's what should happen when God comes and gives you light. Well, they departed and they went out and they denied it. (laughs) But Jesus didn't chase them down and strike them with blindness again. But what happened is that there were some there that were still blind. There were Pharisees there, and they saw another miracle. Right after the healing of the blind men, there was that one who was brought in dumb and the devil. And Jesus healed him. and he spake, and the demons passed. Him. That's a great spiritual miracle, isn't it? Demons delivered out of man, sent out the way clear for spiritual life. Darkness was removed. And despite that miracle, and the miracle before it, and innumerable others, there were those there that said, he casts out devils through the prince of devils. In other words, he's the power of Satan. He's the power of the devil. He's the one who can cast out the devils, and him alone, the prince of the devils. And so he's the devil. This is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit that's spoken about in the book of Mark, chapter 3. The unforgivable sin. It's the unpardonable sin. You might say, well, all sins can be forgiven. Yes, they can be, except the problem is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, which is this. It's attributing to the devil the works of God. When we do that, we've cut ourselves off. Our spiritual vision, we've just like blinded ourselves and made ourselves unable to see God's work and be saved. For it's God who reaches out to us, remember, and builds our faith by revealing himself. He was inscrutable becomes scrutable in some way to our hearts and our belief begins. But to attribute to the devil the work of God is to blind yourself, is to stick needles in both your eyes. And having done so, to doom yourself. For there's no forgiveness. For there's no knowledge of true God and his true work. This is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, the unforgivable sin attributing to the devil, that which is of God, unforgivable. Because when you have that perception, you can't see God reveal himself to your soul anymore. There's no place for belief. And so the kingdom becomes closed to you. That's the opposite of great that's the opposite of the faith that works with the fear of God and also in the inner craving for God. As a heart pants for the water book, so my heart pants for thee, O God, the psalmist writes. The inward and the outward man should be directed towards God in faith because we believe that he is, we do something, we think something, we praise him, we approach him. Well, Jesus continued to go out after this event. He didn't shut up because the Pharisees didn't like him. He went out, and it says he went into all the cities in the villages, teaching their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing, it says, every sickness and disease among the people. God can heal every sickness and disease. It's not just blindness Jesus specializes. He's not just an ophthalmologist. He's a heart surgeon. He's a brain surgeon. He's a soul surgeon. He can come into your life and heal anything. If you'll believe, it's clear possible according to your faith it's going to be done unto you so we need to have faith we need to believe in god but it's god who starts that process because he shows himself to us are we looking or are we close our eyes off well well jesus did all this healing that occurs after this you really go into all the details all the people were healed as it says at the end of the book of mark the whole world couldn't contain all the things that jesus did if we wrote about every single healing, we'd be here a long time, there'd be a lot of books, Because he could heal in a second, in an instant. He could heal one person, he could heal thousands. He can heal you, he can heal your family. He can heal this country, God can do this. If we have faith, somehow God will work Well, those who were willfully blind maintained a corrupt and twisted view of God, of the Savior. But he kept going, he kept healing, blessing, many that saw him, and many that were healed with great change, great light, great healing, great peace, all the while the Pharisees that were willfully blind, that were demonically possessed themselves, or oppressed at the least, condemned themselves in a faithless, stubborn unbelief, and they cast themselves out of the kingdom. So sad. Well, brothers and sisters, our prayer should be that God would strengthen us, deepen us and improve our faith. So that by living in strong faith like Abraham, we can be true children of God. Fully believing, as it says of Abraham, that what God promises, he's able to deliver. God's revealed so much to each one of us in this room. God's revealed so much that we need to believe him. And if we believe him, we'll get more evidence, more substance, and our faith will grow. And according to our faith, it will be done unto us. In the of you can listen to more sermons and learn more about us by visiting our website at orthodoxmain.org thanks for listening and until next time god be with you